Okay, and welcome back to the JWP Linux podcast. Um, I'm hoping everything is okay with y'all. Um, I'd like to continue the SSH note that we had before and talk a little bit about uh, SSH tunneling. An SSH tunnel is sometimes referred to as VPN, is an encrypted network tunnel created through an SSH connection. SSH is frequently used to uh, to tunnel insecure traffic over the internet in a secure way. For example, Windows machines can share files using the SMB protocol, which is not encrypted. If you want to mount a Windows file system remotely through the internet, someone snooping the connection could see your files to mount them to mount an SMB file system securely. One can establish an SSH tunnel that routes all SMB traffic to a file server inside SSA encrypted connection. Even though the SMB traffic itself is insecure because it travels within an encrypted connection, it becomes secure. In order to create an SSH tunnel, the SSH client is configured to forward a specific, uh, specified remote port and IP address that is accessible on the SSH server to a port on a local machine. Once the SSH connection has been established, the user can connect to the specified port in a local address to the network services that would otherwise be available only on the remote IP address and port. The SSH tunnel provides a means to bypass firewalls that prohibited certain internet services and provide outgoing connections allowed on port 22 are allowed. For example, many institutions prohibit users from accessing web pages port 80 without directly first being examined by a proxy slash filter device. However, if users are able to connect to an external SSH server, it is possible for them to create an SSH tunnel uh, forward port 80 on an external web server to give a port probably on port 80 on a local machine and thus the web page uh, by typing HTTP uh, forward slash forward slash local hosts in the browser. Uh, more commonly, users may set up their own proxy server at home using free software such as Squid and construct a tunnel from their workstation to the proxy next by configuring their local browser to a local host rather than a corporate proxy server. Users can access any web page they want by bypassing their company's filters and firewalls. Another method to use dynamic port forwarding, which creates a local SOX for slash 5 proxy server can be used to connect effectively creating an encrypted tunnel to a remote SSH server. The user can then configure his or her applications to use SOX proxy server, uh, usually bypassing systems or firewalls. Okay, boys and girls, we're not saying that it's okay to do that at work or whatever, but a lot of people in China do that, exactly what was described, so that they can see CNN or anything else. So doing it on port 80 is a good, you know, you can you can do that. It's it's not hard. Uh, you set up a shell account somewhere. Uh, you open up a, a browser port in port 80 in the Netscape, and it works just fine. Okay, okay. Moving away from the wiki to an article by Brian Hatch that was published the first of June, uh, 2005. Um, the Making an SSH is uh, it's a, it's a good thing. You know, tunnels can be created anytime with almost no effort. 
and no programming, which makes it very appealing. Uh, SSH forwarding, uh, we'll look at a little bit more in detail. Uh, it's an often useful but misunderstood technology. SSH port forwarding can be used to secure communications in a myriad of different ways. Uh, for instance, local forward example. Say you have a mail uh, client on your desktop and currently use it to get uh, mail uh, from your POP server on port 110. You may want to protect your POP server connection for several reasons, such as keeping your password from going across the line in clear or just to make sure no one's sniffing your email you're downloading. Normally your email a client will establish a TCP connection to the server on port 110 and supply your username and password. You can try this yourself using Telenet or the NC command. Uh, you type in whatever the username is at desktop NC mail server 110 and it starts going and it says it lets you get all your stuff. Um, for instance, you can say, uh, again, username at desktop dollar sign NC mail server 110 and the response is OK super duper pop 3 mail server uh, parentheses mail server dot mysp.net ready and then user uh, whatever that user is pass its tweenies uh, OK user sexually logged on the list and that's plus OK 48 142 0243 1 uh, 1689 2 13 59 3 uh, 59 509 uh, 47 38 and then you type quit and it says OK super duper uh, mail server currently signing off and the username desktop at dollar sign uh, we can wrap this TCPI connection inside a SSH connection using SSH port forwarding if you have SSH on the machine to access uh, that offers your service POP4110 in this case, then SSH to it. If you don't, you can, SS you can SSH to a server on the same network if the network is trusted and use SSH instead. Example, username, desktop, dollar sign, and see localhost 999, connection refused. SSH minus L999 colon mail server colon 110 shell server. Uh, you put in your password. Uh, you, you type in the host name, the shell server, and then it's done. Uh, before we can connect to the shell server with SSH, nothing was listening. Uh, we need nothing was listening on port 999 in our desktop. Once we logged onto the mail server with our tunnel, this port was bound by our SSH process and the TCIP uh, connection to local port 9999 was magically tunneled through the SSH on the other side. Let's describe how this works. You launch the slash user slash bin slash SSH and the SSH command line. The SSH client logs onto the remote machine using whatever authentication method, password, public key, etc. The SSH client binds the local port to the specified port, which was 9999, on the loopback interface on 12.7.0.0.1, and you can do anything on the remote machine you want, tar up some files, write some users, delete, uh, etc., interactive login. When the connection process connects to port 999 on the client machine, 
the slash user slash bin slash ssh client accepts the connection. The SSH client informs the server over encrypted channel to create a connection to the destination, in this case, mail port uh, 110. The SSH client uh, takes any bits sent to port 999 and sends them to the server inside the encrypted session, who decrypts them and sends them in the clear to the destination 110 mail server. The server takes any bits from the destination server, mail server's port 110, and sends it from inside the SSH session back to the client, decrypts it in the clear. When this connection is closed, the either point is torn down inside the SSH connection as well. Okay, so that's basically how it works. Um, it sounds a little bit complex to me, but uh, it works pretty good. So let's assume that the mail server has SSH there. So you would say SSH minus V minus capital L space 999 colon mail server colon 110 space shell server and then it would read uh, the configuration data in etsy slash ssh slash ssh config rehost authentication disabled originating port will not be trusted connecting to the shell server at ip port 296.62.257.251 on port 22 connections established Okay, identify the file at slash home slash bris slash space dot ssh slash identify type zero. Identify file slash home slash bri slash space dot ssh id underscore rsa type one. Identify file slash home slash bri slash ssh slash id underscore dsa type two. Okay. Next authentication method, password, uh, username, shell server, password, you enter it, and then authentication succeeded, password, communications to local port, 9999 forwarded to remote address port, local host colon 110, local forwarding listening on 102.0.01 port 999 channel 0, New client session, interactive session, request PTY required, request shell. Uh, as you can see, there's a brief mention of port 9999 being bound and available for tunneling. We haven't made the connection to this port yet, so the tunnel is not yet active. You can use the special character number escape sequence to see the connections in use. The sequence only works with carriage return, so hit enter a few times before trying it. Enter, 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 special character number. The following connections are open. Number one, client minus session, parentheses T4, R0, I0, slash 0, little 0, big 0, slash O, space FD, space F, slash 6, close parentheses. You can see there's only one connection on your actual SSH section from which you're typing those Linux commands. Now in a different window, if we do Telenet to localhost 999, we'll open a new connection through the tunnel and we can see it from our SSH using the special character uh, number sign. Okay, so here we are. We press enter and use the strange unusual character that's beside the one above the apostrophe. Um, the following connections are open. The client session tr 40 um, I've done that thing before, so we're not going to say it again. 
It says direct TCIP listening port 999 from mail server port 110. Connect from 27.0.1 port 42789. And then it has a parentheses T4 space R1 I0 slash O slash OFD slash HSS. You can see that we now have both have an SSA station and we're both using the plus tunnel and the second entry. If it tells you all you need to know about the connection from the same machine, from the same machine, uh, which we can look up with Netstat or LSOF if we're curious about the output. Okay, so that's about it for port forwarding. Uh, I hope to do it with a browser one time to really do it and then do step-by-step step to see if I can really get Firefox to do it uh, through a proxy. All right, y'all take care and have a nice day now. Bye. Thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.